All right, here we go. Oh, Ash just teases me mercilessly uh, at all times of day, especially when we're getting ready to do this program. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Ash, did you see this uh, crazy fight broke out? I guess an R&B superstar, Jason Derulo, uh, he was at the uh, at the Aria. I know. I, I I saw this article. I mean, I think it's funny. Article? You see the video? Yeah. No, I saw that too. Um, you know, he. You know what he got really pissed off about was that somebody called him Usher. I don't blame him. Do you know how many times people call me Ash? They're like, "Are you the Ash?" and and they think you're Sam. No, I know. That's actually one of my the has become one of the more entertaining games is when we go into a room and people are like, "We got to know which is Sam, which is Ash." Well, you got a fifty percent chance of getting it right. So. There it is. So yeah, so um, I, I and there was a fight, and then it got broken up, and then the guy, one, the guy that was getting attacked, or one of the guys that was getting attacked, then says, "Well, hey man, like you know, why why did you slap my boy?" And then um, Usher, you know, quote unquote, get, freaks out and punches him again. And um, I I don't, you know, do we know if he got arrested? I don't know. Actually, I didn't see that. They're not pressing charges, so I think I'm- there's probably not going to be necessarily a criminal case here um are there going to be lawsuits filed yeah uh, yeah i think so i think people are looking at this going is there something he he literally charged at these guys and and calling somebody a name i want to repeat this here for everybody to know getting called a name even something as terrible as being confused for usher <laughs> if you're a different singer um is not grounds it doesn't give you permission uh, to go ahead and pummel somebody to the ground. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the This is just one of those, another sad story of a celebrity stooping very, very low into the fray of what Vegas can quickly get you into. I'll take celebrity stooping low for 1,000. Um, <laughs> yeah, this guy. Uh, I don't even, by the way, I don't even know who he is. Is that is that a problem? Kind I know of, who Usher yeah. is. Yeah, it's so kind of a my thinking is see, I'm kind of I'm the canary in the mine when it comes to pop culture. If you are on my radar, then you're pretty famous. Uh, so maybe this Derulo guy is mad that Usher's more famous than him. Well, then Usher should be coming for these two guys because then he would be insulted. Right? I, is that how that works? Whatever. At any rate, regardless, another. So people come to this town, right? And they let loose. They do crazy things. They decide to to drink. Maybe there were some drugs involved. Who knows? I'm not saying. Uh, but regardless, there is this old saying: "What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas." That's true. Uh, not when it involves criminal charges. In fact, Ash, I don't know if I are you well. You know who this is. It's a uh, we're working. I'm working on a case right now. Uh, there's a, a a gentleman that we both know who is uh, working at a restaurant on the Strip, and. And literally asked an unruly guest to leave, and this unruly guest on camera in front of the entire restaurant slaps him hard across the face. And it's you know this is egregious, right? Con- we don't we don't stand for any kind of abuse of of people who work on the front lines in the hospitality industry here in town. So we're we're helping him with this case, but um, this this happens all the time. People come here, they 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 think they're letting loose, they want to act tough. And uh, and then people get hurt, and and more importantly, 
you know, for those of us that live here, and this is you know where we are. I, we don't know about who this guy was that got attacked, but regardless, um, we we don't tolerate this kind of bad behavior. By the way, Metro will come for you if you're listening. You're out of town. You're in L.A. You like to come to Vegas, and you think there are no rules. We have rules. They're here. <laughs> Uh, and Metro will come down and remind you. Hotel security will come down and remind you, and they'll come down on you hard. So don't do that. Um, did you see this bit about AOC and her video about her boyfriend's feet? A video about the boyfriend's feet? I she made not. a video about her boyfriend's feet. <laughs> no, I saw the photo, and people were commenting on his Birkenstocks, but I didn't see the video. So... <sighs> What happened? You know my wife wears Birkenstocks, so I have to be careful. Is that a Utah thing? It's a (laughs) – I don't know what it is. It's certainly not a Sam thing. You won't – if you see me – by the way, if you see me in in Birkenstocks, um, call the paddy wagon, right? Get me out of here. I – so apparently they were making fun of his Birkenstocks because why not? Um, And then uh, I guess AOC made a video where – she was saying that conservatives are obsessed with her boyfriend's feet, that basically these conservatives making f- – mean conservatives making fun of her. A Birkenstock-wearing boyfriend was really nothing more than some f- extreme form of foot fetishism, and um, and then she decided to do a close-up in the video of his feet as he was walking. But he was not wearing Birkenstocks. He had closed-toe shoes. Very proud of him. They actually look stylish. What's your take on this? So my take on this is actually fascinating. Remember, AOC is in the media with her boyfriend because she fled New York City to go down to Florida and enjoy her maskless freedom, right? And so that's what started this whole thing. And what did she do? She's a she's actually a she's a great spin master. She's taken all of the criticisms and is are is basically saying anyone who's criticizing me and my boyfriend, his feet, footwear, whatever it is, they're just jealous of me because they can't date me. And then she does this video and she's detracting from the whole real story. The real story is that AOC has a state of her own and she left that state that, you know, has all of the mask and COVID protocols that one could ever dream of to go enjoy bad Florida that lets everyone have their liberty and freedom. And, Did and you not. just call it bad Florida? Yes, yeah. It is bad Florida. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's everything. The numbers are exactly the same, plus or minus whatever percent. Um, but no Florida one's talking about that. But nobody's talking about that. Now we're talking about the silly story about the feet. She she's very smart. I've said this from the beginning. She knows what she's doing. Easy to dismiss her. I the the entire story for me is that these red states that everybody likes to criticize are attractive even for people who criticize them. Because yeah. I'll tell you right now, if I have to choose, and I did it over over right before Thanksgiving, I had an opportunity to go on a trip. I don't want to go to Hawaii. I'm not going to deal with all their crazy COVID protocols. Forget it. Mm-hmm. I went to Florida. I went to Miami. I did what she did. Why? Uh, because when I'm on vacation, I want to let loose. I want to take my top off, meaning <laughs> I want to take my mask off. Uh, so anyway, uh, this is uh, just a story that uh, you need to understand. for what I, People need to understand for what it is. You're exactly right. It is a distraction. It's silly. It's a joke. And um, and there it is. But but I think she's doing she's doing really well with this because she screams louder and more consistently about it. And she kind of just takes it and runs with it. And so then she owns the story now. And I, I, it's actually really impressive. 
and uh, Republicans and conservatives who want to wage war or troll her, they're going to face this. Yeah, but Candace Owens was brilliant about it. She goes, I, I don't want to date her. Come on, what, what the hell is she talking about? I have no interest in doing that. I, I'm criticizing her for these points. And it was it was great that she seized upon it as a as a straight woman, right? Mm-hmm. And and Candace Owens is attractive and, and very well-spoken and, and, and witty. And so she's the one that really kind of turned it around on its head. And it was at that moment, right, that, that AOC begins talking about, um, about feats. <laughs> feats of strength. By the way, I have met, as, as I've, I think I've told you before, Ash, I've met uh, AOC. She's very charming. And at a separate event, my wife has met the boyfriend. And she said that he is very nice. But I did not ask her if he had Birkenstocks on. Well, now we should we call her? It Let's was ask. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> call friend here. Figure out what was going on there. All right, th- th- I, I want to talk. I know this is New York, but it affects what we're doing here in 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 Las Vegas. We've got a DA election coming up. So far, we know for sure that our own district attorney here in Las Vegas, Wolfson, is running for re-election. There is a pattern now across the country of woke left-wing fanatical district attorneys who are shackling law enforcement and are creating enormously uh, dangerous situations for all of us that that live and and work and breathe outside of state-sponsored security. Uh, And and this is is yet another example of this happening in New York, New York City. Just on the eve of getting a, a new new uh, new mayor, now they've got a new DA as well. He's already doing some stuff that should put us all uh, a little bit at at, at at unease. And I want to talk about that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. What's right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk eight forty. KXNT. Sam and Ash Injury Law has been named the official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights. Sam and Ash Injury Law, they care, they help, you win. 702-820-1234 or SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. What's right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Wow, uh, Novak Djokovic uh, deported from Australia. His visa was canceled. Uh, this because uh, I guess he has not gotten vaccinated. And it's uh, uh, the Australians don't want any part of it. They've got him under police guard at Melbourne Airport. Um this is to me. This is so crazy because you've got a guy that may or may not have had COVID, has probably some natural antibodies. Whatever the case is, I can see why athletes, you know, people, especially these tennis players, are concerned about the vaccine. And 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 so at any rate, this is um, uh, he's he's definitely digging in. And uh, there's a there's a standoff going on right now. He's 34 years old, um, and uh, and I guess it's because somebody on his team. Uh, made a critical mistake. They requested a subclass of visa does not apply to tennis players. So they had the wrong kind of visa, and I guess it it brought some scrutiny on them, and they found out that he was not vaccinated uh, and um, and would not accept him staying at the the hotel for quarantine. So around he goes, leaving the country. Yeah, he did just recently receive actually a vaccine exemption, a medical exemption to getting – 
vaccinated in order to play in the event. So it's this is going to be fascinating. I think a lot of players that, you know, we deal with the NFL. It's, you know, we're one country. So generally speaking, the rules all apply. I mean, yes, Allegiant Stadium's different than all other stadiums in that it actually requires vaccinations to enter. Um, so in that respect, it's different. But athletes can still come into our country. We're not excluding people right now. So this is something that's going to continue and we're going to see how it plays out with these like PGA pro tour, pro golf tours, uh, tennis tours that where they're going worldwide. And so I, I don't know. This is uh, one of many. Australia is a country though, that is absolutely COVID obsessed. They are, they are uh, like, convinced that they can get to a zero COVID number, and they're arresting people for taking walks in the park and things like that. Uh, no word if they're actually jabbing the kangaroos. I don't know if they're, <laughs> they're doing any of that, chasing down the koalas and the emus. I would want that job. Yeah. I hear uh, kangaroos <laughs> can be mean. Yeah, that could be like uh, one of the worst jobs, right? Uh, you know, what, what do you do? Oh, might I just go and, you know, jab kangaroos? Out? No. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Um, all right. Speaking of a terrible uh, job right now, being a cop in New York City. Yeah. There uh, is a brand new DA who just got on the job. Mind you, uh, Cyril Vance, who was the longtime uh, district attorney in Manhattan. This is for the borough of Manhattan, so not all of New York, but for Manhattan. Cyril Vance was the DA there. One thing to note, he just left office. Do you remember what was promised to us over and over again that he was going to deliver? Mm-hmm. He was going to charge Trump. Do you remember this? Yeah. He was going to deliver Trump's head on a plate over, you know, tax issues and whatnot. And this we kept we kept hearing from the media how that investigation was gearing up and heating up and how they were going to the grand jury and that it was going to all happen before Vance left office and got a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, last I checked, Trump's still out. <laughs> uh, Trump is still a free bird, and, and Vance is out of office. And in Vance's place is a new district attorney, a new top cop for Manhattan. And this top cop, his name is Alvin Bragg, B-R-A-G-G. And he basically told prosecutors, sent out a memo, said, prison, last resort. He's, he's actually downgraded certain armed robberies to petty larceny cases. And he, and there's a list of crimes they're no longer, uh, no longer enforcing. And I have a question on this. I'm, mm-hmm. When will these crazy, crazy people begin to admit some amount of defeat with this, with this, with this policy? These these crazy policies. It it hasn't worked in San Francisco. In fact, what you're seeing is a movement among Democrats to oust. The uh, Chesa Boudin, the DA, the crazy woke DA in, mm-hmm. in San Francisco, in, in L.A., L.A. County, their DA has done exactly this thing, has been on it for the last two years. To what effect? Uh, crime is rampant. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are getting shot in their homes. Uh, you know, the, the only thing that works on crime, I'm sorry to say this, is empowering the police to arrest the bad guys. And then get them put away. You've got to put bad people away. Otherwise, the bad people are loose among us, and they're in our communities doing harm. This totally blows my mind that he's coming into this now with already a working data set, information, and the public is voting for this. Yeah. And my my concern with it is, is that so many Democrats vote Democrat. 
because that's what they do, and they don't like Republicans, and they're this is conservatives, and it's terrible, awful people, right? But then they can't even walk home in their neighborhoods. This is happening in L.A. all over the place. All the liberal people I know in L.A. are terrified right now. They're terrified, mm-hmm. and they're changing where they shop, where they walk and don't walk, what cars they drive, what time of day they go out and leave their homes. There, there's a record number of people in LA that are arming themselves, that are putting in safe rooms, all this crazy stuff. And it's almost like they don't see the connection between their voting habits and then the results of the policies that they that they in, that the people they elect enact. Yeah, the the failure to see that connection is uncanny. And I think the only thing that's really going to change this is not that they have to get a safe room or they have to carry a weapon or someone's going to have to seriously lose something or someone of value and importance until they wake up and realize, oh, that happened to me. And then the person that did it isn't getting punished for it. This isn't right. And I I always say sometimes it does unfortunately take tragedy to wake people up and make you realize what you had or what you didn't have. And so I think that's what's going to happen here. I mean, remember we were joking before Christmas about the Fox News tree in New York, how the guy that lit it on fire, he's like a known uh, criminal around town. He just is always getting into trouble. Yeah, but uh, remember when you say it takes losing somebody – of, of, of value, of somebody of importance. And I, t- I think what you mean is it takes for individuals to have an individual personal loss. And, and what this reminds me of is Jacqueline Avant, who's the wife of music executive Clarice Avant. She's killed in December, on the 1st of December, the end, last day of November, forget, but right before the holidays, killed in her Beverly Hills home. And what was so interesting about this is that her daughter and son-in-law were both prominent political supporters, big Democrats, prominent political supporters of the DA in L.A. And the guy that shot and killed her, by the way, there's direct causation. And the causation is the guy that shot and killed her was let out multiple times for violent offenses. That guy, his A money money should have been cooling in a jail cell. Mm -hmm. And why I'm bringing this up is I'm absolutely dead to rights terrified that this kind of BS is going to take root here in Vegas. Because it has no place in our city. There is a thin line here. It's, I'm telling you, we're a, we're a small, t- relatively, we're a small city, but we've we've got we've got a pretty significant criminal element. And I know a handful of politically engaged Democrats in town who are very smart, very bright. They talk a good talk, and they're absolutely convinced that that the way to answer crime and deal with crime is to is to be be. You know, compassionate and and compassion. You know, I believe in compassion for victims, as do you, mm-hmm. and that's why we do what we do. Is we we represent people who have been harmed for whatever reason. Our our compassion lies not with the wrongdoer, but with the wronged, mm-hmm. and and that it, that's what's right. And so I I know we we've, we're trying to get uh, District Attorney Wolfson on our program. He's running for re-election. I want to talk to him. Uh, and I want to talk to him on air because I, I think I want his take on what he's seeing in all these other major cities. And is it instructive? Right. And, and I know. And by the way, he's a, he's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilson's a Democrat, but he, he's maybe not as radical as some of these other wackadoodle Democrats. Um, 
but I, I do think, I do think that you know he he may have a challenge from the left, from Ozzy Fumo. It's just I, the 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 fear I have, and I live downtown. Our office is downtown. It's bad enough that we come into the morning to the office. I have to clean up homeless people craps that are left on the doorstep. Bad enough that that happens. The the you know the the all the tagging and everything. But Metro's trying, and they're they're working hard. The last thing I want is political interference with our police doing their job. Yeah, and it's an important job, and we all truly, truly rely on it. So I'm with you. I think we can't allow this to happen to us here in Vegas. Yeah. All right. So uh, we need to take a quick uh, profit timeout here. Uh, this is what happens in radio. You get the commercials, and then we just wait here. By the way, some of the best radio, I think, is what would happen if they broadcast what ha- you know what we say in the breaks because that that's the good stuff. So when we come back, um, let's go Brandon. NASCAR, the new team, want to tell you about that. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash, News Talk 840, KXNT. Alan Stock here. I'm a veteran radio broadcaster here in the Las Vegas area for over 22 years. What's Right with Sam and Ash is a show to listen to, something to not miss. Every weekday live for one hour starting at 2 p.m. right here on AM 840 KXNT. You can also get more of Sam and Ash, my legal team, on my Vegas Today show every Tuesday morning at 8.30. So stay tuned in because you deserve what's right. And welcome back to the program. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash, News Talk 840 KXNT. Every day, this show is live and local, uh, Monday through Friday, I should add, because we do take the weekends off. Uh, but yes, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3 p.m., right here on your favorite news talk station. And uh, yeah, we're broadcasting from our beautiful office in downtown Las Vegas. And what do we do? We talk about stuff. We talk about news. We talk about legal issues, and we wrap it all around and usually have a lot of fun along the way. If you miss any portion of the program, Ash, where do people go? Apple Podcasts or Spotify for the What's Right with Sam and Ash show. And you got to put that whole thing in. Uh, what's right with, with Sam and Ash. Yep. And, uh, and then lo and behold, you'll see these two friendly faces. Yep. And then just click subscribe, and there you go. Every week you'll, uh, or every day you'll get, you get it. your fix. Yeah, you get your fix. And if you want more, you can go on socials at, at What's Right Show and follow us there, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. And, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, do you know there's a, a big a memorial service coming for Harry Reid, Senator Harry Reid, uh, who died uh, last week. Um, and it's going to be right here at the Smith Center. I think it's this weekend. It's going to be on Saturday. And because, uh, well, one, former President Barack Obama is delivering a eulogy, but uh, our own president, uh, Brandon, uh, I guess is his name, um, he is going to be here. So I just want to put a little warning out to all of you who may be around downtown, might be coming in and out of the airport picking people up. Expect a mess. Do you think he'll go to Takatarian also? Oh, yeah. You, well, you're referring to how uh, we have this little restaurant uh, on our block here. And when uh, Kamala Harris came to town, she stopped there to have lunch. And it was – she shut down our whole street. So what I'm getting at is, is you know, it's not a political statement. You know, Trump did the same thing. When he comes to town, the, the, when a president is in town, it shuts down airspace. It shuts down the airport. It shuts down everything, and, and he's not just going to be on the strip. He's crossing from the airport all the way over here to uh, 
to uh, to downtown. Although he may land at the at the military base, I don't know. Oh, that'd be interesting. That could that could happen, and he'd be closer to the Smith Center. So. Don't you think he should land at Reed International? Wouldn't that be yes. more fitting? Yes, and I'm noting that the signs have yet to change. So, so now you know there's still still the McCarran signs are up for now. Yeah, the the physical signs are up, but they've definitely changed all the digital over. And I've been loving reading the RJ. Try to keep it as Reed International lately, like in their articles. Yeah, all the writers um, are. I'm like, are they just doing search, find, replace? You know. <laughs> No, I know it's, but it's it's just as I mean, I'm I'm still writing 2021 on checks right now, so I'm I'm still in that phase where writing letters and checks and putting last year's data. So I, it's going to take a little while getting used to it. At any rate, Reed's memorial service set for 11 a.m. Saturday at the Smith Center downtown Las Vegas. Uh, if you want to go, you've got to contact Reed's office, not the venue. Do not contact the Smith Center; they cannot help you. Oh, are you going to go? I'm not. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I will. Uh, yeah. But on your said Biden's going to be in town on the Biden tr- kind of concept. Did you hear about the Let's Go Brandon NASCAR? Oh, yeah. No, I wanted – this is so hilarious. Um, so, again, the Let's Go Brandon chant started with NASCAR. Uh, a driver named Brandon won, and a reporter was interviewing him, and it was the F – Joe Biden chant going rampant through the NASCAR stands and the reporter just covered it up and said, do you hear that? They're saying, let's go, Brandon. And so that's how it all started. And then I guess it turned into a cryptocurrency. Some cryptocurrency company decided to name themselves. Let's go, Brandon. And then they sponsored this driver's car. And so I think last week, Brandon, the driver, debuted and unveiled his let's go, Brandon NASCAR car well yeah and his name is brandon brown he's uh, a nice guy when this whole thing happened his first public statement on it was to distance himself from the chant mm-hmm. he goes i'm not a poli- i'm not into politics i'm a race car mm-hmm. driver I- i'm an athlete this is what i do i'm not i don't want to get involved in any of this well then the this this brandon uh Bitcoin or crypto comes around and says, we will sponsor your whole team. And he's like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, I do mean, it. Sponsorships matter. <laughs> and the, the, just to, I, look, it's simple money, money talks, right? Uh, so, so now the news is that NASCAR's rejecting the let's go Brandon car. NASCAR won't let uh, the Xfinity series driver, Brandon Brown sponsorship deals, cryptocurrency, meme coin, LGB coin. And the LGB coin is uh, let's go Brandon. So, uh, so now we don't know what will happen. I, yeah, I, I assume the car is probably not going to be approved. But that's the what I was reading in the stories. It sounded like the cryptocurrency and the sponsorship deal and all of that was approved. That's why the car got unveiled in the first place. And I guess NASCAR's probably heard a lot, an earful of not NASCAR fans. I'm just going to go out on a limb and it's a bunch of people that are just want to chime in. And so NASCAR's caving and they're just now at the last second going, yeah, we're not going to approve that. And that's not, if that's how it played out, that's not okay. Okay. I, last year I went to the Las Vegas motor speedway. Uh, and, um, if there was, okay. If there were 10 Democrats in the stand, I will literally, I'd literally be shocked. Yeah. If there <laughs> There were the rats. <laughs> there were the people that worked there, maybe. I. It was 
No, it was it was literally like a Southerners convention. I love it. You know, I, I enjoyed it. Every bit of it went with my son, had an absolute blast. But it is America. So I think you're right. I don't know who – look, NASCAR, the, the audience is not going to be alienated by this. Nope. Uh, but what I do think is – what I do think happened is other major sponsors for other teams and also event sponsors because remember the races have sponsors. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know – did some stomping yeah, that's and, some, a good point. And, some, and threw a fit. Yeah, the other sponsors and people with their money tied to the events and the track and all those other athletes. Yeah, I, yeah, agree. I mean, like for example, but, Sprint is gonna is is gonna be the the title sponsor of of the Las Vegas Motor Speedway event this year. Yeah. So Sprint probably said, "Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait, hold the phone." Yeah. Literally, get it? What I just <laughs> did there? Hold the phone. We don't want we don't want a let's go Brandon chat going on anymore or any more attention to this. Um, and, I, and that goes back to I, the original point for me is I don't think it should have ever been approved. I don't think that's what it's here for. Like, I, I love sporting events. I enjoy them. Sure, if the crowd wants to get into a political chant, by all means. But for then for the sport to embody it and take take it on, I, I think it shouldn't have been allowed. Well, I'm going to say I, I, even on the chant side, so, so yes, but even on the chant side, when I'm at T-Mobile or I'm – um, I'm at an HSK game uh, for the next little bit still at uh, Orleans Arena, but soon to be at Dollar Loan Center. So I don't want to hear political chants. That is an opportunity for us to unite as a community around our teams. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I'm a big believer in sports actually being apolitical and being an escape mm-hmm. and a means for unifying. I think it's very important. This is what my fundamental problem with the NFL is, right, with all their politicizing political slogans, the kneeling business, all that. It, 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 I, to the people expressing themselves, I understand they see it very much as, as, a, as a right-wrong issue, but it is still political. And it, it still is is bringing politics onto the onto the field and into the stadium where we really ought to be focusing on just cheering on a team: Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Communists, whoever. And and so I, but I thought this was to me the story from the beginning was funny because he did such a quick about face yes. when a major sponsor came in and said, "We're going to pay you," and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I am Brandon." Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Politics, so charged. Yep, yeah. I put it on there. Yep, yeah, no money talks. Yeah. Um, well, uh, there it is. So we will follow up with the story and see how this develops. Um, there might be a lawsuit. Would there be a lawsuit? Would it could it prevail? Uh, depends on the what only- the terms are of 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 the participants in NASCAR. It's going to be, I think, heavily contractually uh, dependent. Yeah, and I see the only real damage here being the cost and expense to make the car to deck out that car with that sponsorship deal that would be the only real damage so it's a sticker i don't know yeah so that's what i'm saying i agree i don't think it's a lot of money yeah yeah the sticker can go away all right i want to talk um i know you've got a sammy on the spot for me we'll do that right away so we don't rush it like we did uh yesterday but what i'm hoping is we can spend a little bit of time explaining to folks out there about what this hearing is on Friday, the Supreme Court is hearing uh, to, um, a case related to two of the vaccine mandates that are out there. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a big deal. The Supreme Court—it's going all the way to the top. Oral arguments on Friday. 
We want to explain this to you so you know what's up before the news hits because we want you to be at the cutting edge of the news cycle, which happens when you listen to What's Right with Sam and Ash. All right, don't go anywhere. You're listening to us here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Whew, cutting that close, was just talking to an LVMPD officer, uh, part of the gang unit here. Uh, Ash, we've, we're on top of this graffiti here downtown. I've had it up to my gills with this stuff. I know. Can we have a wall of shame where we just start putting all the photos of the people? There is nothing a more – I mean there is, of course, but there's something really disrespectful about going into somebody's neighborhood and just – spraying spray painting their building we have spent thousands of dollars repainting our alley wall Mm -hmm. here downtown why oh well people are spray painting it over and over again and and two they're um you know that we we think right this such an important fundamental thing is if you're going to try to make downtown beautiful and our downtown's really important to making the city gorgeous right we have to do our part. So we're always beautifying, always making our building nice, always trying to stand out here on the corner. We put in a beautiful mural, all this fun stuff, corner of Charleston and uh, Casino Center. Come by, check it out. Uh, beautiful part of town in the arts district. But yeah, these these hoodlums just keep coming in and vandalizing stuff. Yeah, so. and the fascinating thing that I learned with it is if you leave it up, like it, it literally has to be how quick you get it down off the wall to prevent and kind of deter the next person because if you leave the tagging up then everyone thinks it's fair game and they're like well then i get more airtime, and so i'm gonna this is a good wall because it'll at least be up my graffiti will be up there for two weeks three weeks before they can get to it and so it becomes this wall for everyone and so that's been i think the most fascinating thing is how quickly we have to get on this yeah absolutely all right so we're doing that you're listening to what's right with sam and ash news talk 840 kicks and that's who we are attorneys here in beautiful Las Vegas, and we do the show every afternoon. And it's therapy. Spend a little bit of time with you. Get mm-hmm. to know us. We get to know you. Uh, we love all the messages. Uh, thank you for for following us and and tweeting at us and uh, sending us your DMs. You can find us on the What's Right Show. That's on Instagram uh, and uh, and Twitter. Uh, please reach out to us there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Also. Um, before we get to the Sammy on the spot, which is every week, Ash tries to drop something on me and totally surprise me and get my uh, my mouth agape reaction to uh, something uh, new. Before we get to that, can we quickly, Ash, in just a couple of minutes here, go through what is happening at the Supreme Court? We are lawyers, so we're obviously very interested in all legal proceedings, but in particular – uh, the Biden administration vax mandates, the two ma- vax mandates that are going before the Supreme Court, one is related to healthcare workers, and the other one is the OSHA requirement where companies – you've heard of this mm-hmm. one, right? The one, yep. 100 employees or more must be vaccinated, and there was a stay put in place, and it was removed in a new state, and so now both sides are going to the Supreme Court, uh, and there will be oral arguments on Friday. What, well, I just, what do you, what do you what, what's what's your take on this? My my immediate take is how I've been saying that the fact that the Supreme Court wants oral arguments on it, they want to hear what the sides have to say and they want the chance to pepper them with questions and get into it and actually evaluate it. And yes, it's they're expediting this and I think they'll get a quick opinion back 
on this, but that's what I'm curious, and I'm, it's going to be fascinating. Now, the thing everyone needs to know is this is not going to be a decision on the case. Right. They're only deciding whether to keep a temporary hold on this law from coming mm-hmm. into effect, yep. to, to put a temporary hold. Now, what happens is is when you, uh, when you get these emergency applications for a stay of a particular rule or particular law, the way you get a stay is if you, if you can prove to the justices that you are likely, not certain, but likely to prevail on the merits of the case. So what what this is is a little bit of like a a pre decision on the case. The justices are not deciding the case itself, right? But they are going to take a temperature read amongst themselves of how they view this case, and if there is a sense that a majority of justices on the Supreme Court are likely to strike down either of these mandates, they will issue or are likely to issue the state. It doesn't decide the case. It doesn't decide whether these vax mandates are constitutional. It just decides whether or not the state is in effect. And I think because Omicron is running its course, everyone's getting it right now. Everybody's sick, quarantining, whatnot. By the time this case gets heard ultimately by the Supreme Court and a decision comes down on the case, on the merits of the case, I think the, the, the exigency, the emergency situation is probably going to blow over. Yeah, you know, I agree. That's the important thing is we're not going to find out whether they're they're actually constitutional, but you'll get a good bellwether on whether they think they're important enough that the the infringement on rights is so likely that the stay needs to occur or doesn't or can be lifted. So I, I'm with you. I'm, it's going to be fascinating, and I'm curious to see how the justices uh, read this and how they um, they rule. Yeah. So we'll follow this closely. Just want people to know what it is. It's just a ruling on an emergency state does not decide the case in chief, and we will follow it and have a um, uh, probably more 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 on this next week as as they get a ruling. Okay, you ready for your Sammy on the spot? Oh, I was born ready. Lay it on me. Okay, since it's CES, I thought I would be thematic. Um, so BMW arrives at CES with a color changing car. The exterior, like where the paint is on their SUV, entirely changes colors. What are your thoughts? Would you drive one? Um, every bank robber in the country is going to drive one of these. <laughs> yeah, no, Fair. you're, oh my, I thought you were BSing me. No, it's for real. BMW debuts its new color-changing paint technology. Um. It does say it's apparently very temperature sensitive. So So not Vegas. (laughs) So bank robbers not in Vegas. The BMW iX Flow features e-ink. That's the tech that they're calling it. And there's got these little, I guess, little microcapsules that are thick, have the thickness of a human hair. And they have, and I guess they're like, they're like LEDs, like little LEDs. So what do I think? I think... Can I just let's just let me just play some things out. How much money is this? I don't know, but here, okay, I've got a lot of money. One, a lot of cars let you change the mood ambient lighting inside your vehicle, right? Like a fancier car, yeah. I never do that. I will do it in your car. Like, I'll go in and just mess with you and change the ambient light in your car. I'll let you borrow my car and and it comes back (laughs) with pink lighting. Okay, so. 
Could you imagine if you have to leave your kid in the car to run into a store and then all of a sudden your kid's like, and we're going to be a red car now. <laughs> and then you come back and you're like, wait a second. Well, my kid would definitely do that. Yeah. No, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I could see that. Um, but I really see this as – I mean if this – was perfected to the point where truly a red car could become a blue car, vice versa. I mean, you, you put out – no, really, the police put out an APB. We just saw a red BMW leaving the scene, and, and lo and behold, there's a white BMW just kind of, oh, don't mind me. I'm just uh, <laughs> over here, like, sneaking away. It would make police reports very tricky, very tricky. Very if, tricky. If two of these cars got into an accident I, and they both were like, no, we weren't I, red. I, but I want to know – Oh, well, that's another thing. It's a major identifier in police reports. Um, I want to know how much this costs. I don't think – I think it's just a prototype. It's a right? proof of concept. Yeah. It's just CES. You know, they, they give you all the latest and greatest that's not even really even a thing yet. But I, it's fascinating. I saw it. I saw the headline, and then I went and actually watched the video of it. I'm watching action. it right now. Oh. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. It's quick. So if you're listening to this, just Google BMW color changing CES, you'll come up with a video for this. In fact, I'm, I, need to, I need to tweet this out. This is unreal. It looks really good. Okay. So Sam sold. I'm sold. Get me a color changing car. One million dollars. <laughs> okay. All right. So if you missed any portion of the show, we always say this. Find us on Spotify. Find us on Apple um, podcast thank you there we go um that's where we are we love to hear from you check us out on instagram on twitter and we're gonna do this again tomorrow yeah yeah you can't shake us we're and, here and don't try to follow ashley home in her red maybe purple maybe white car because <laughs> it could be any color out there uh but definitely BMW not red. ix not red yeah wow unreal okie dokie Another hour of radio fun in the bag, in the can. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.